Today's reading may be uh, followed on the screen or on page 977 of the Pew Bibles and is taken from Matthew chapter 11 beginning at verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What amazing words. We all crave rest for our souls, don't we? And finding rest in our busy lives is so difficult. I planned all this before we went away and we came back on Thursday night from a week's holiday. And I before went, I was manic. You sometimes wonder why you go on holiday because you fill every single minute before you go away, preparing for going away and for what you're coming back to. You think, is it worth actually going away? Um, So I was thinking, right, I'm not going to have much time when I get back. So I've got to kind of think in advance what theme I feel is going to be appropriate. I thought, rest. I think that might be a good one. And as I was, we flew to Crete, we were very fortunate to go away to Crete, and uh, I was reading a magazine on the plane, and it was talking about travelling and all these wonderful destinations you can go to. But it was also talking about the plight for holidays for us in the UK and how hard it is for us to unwind. And on average... When we go on holiday, it takes two days and 17 hours for us to begin to unwind. If you're only away for a week, it doesn't give you much time for the rest of your holiday. And I thought, that is terrible. And I thought, no, actually, that is true. Because we are living at such a pace that the first day we were on holiday, I felt I'd run into a wall. And you kind of think, goodness me, what's happened? (laughs) And isn't that how we live? We live with pressure with anxiety, with busyness, with stress, and Surrey is particularly bad. Even our roads. One tiny little mishap on a road and you can have you know, traffic jams for hours. We live in a really busy place. If you go around the country, we realise that there's other parts of even the UK that aren't quite as stressed as we are. So I think this is, this is a word for us all, that there is something about the lives that we are living 
that God is offering us a promise to. It's not to say that everything's got to change and there isn't anything wrong with being busy. But if we're so busy that there is no rest, then actually that is not what Jesus is saying to us. And he's saying, actually, I've got something to offer you. I've got something precious that you're all craving. Will you come and take it? Will you listen to what I'm saying and just take it? So I want us to look at these simple verses, and I've got three ways of looking at it. And the first part I want to look at is this. And it says, take my yoke upon you. And I want us to think about what that means. When Jesus says, here's a promise, here's something I'm offering you, I want you to take my yoke upon you. Now, I've got a challenge to help us understand this. I'm going to tell you what the challenge is, and then I need one volunteer. So in here, I've got masses of Lego. So you're going to have 30 seconds, and I need you to find as many red bricks as possible and build a tower with red bricks. And you can do it any way you want to. There's no rules about how you do it. The only rules are only red bricks, build a tower in 30 seconds. So who'd like to come and do that? Any volunteer? So... There's your bag of bricks. Any way you want to do it, a red tower, but only red bricks. On your marks, get set, go. Let's count down. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. How many have you got in your tower? Three. Fantastic. It would be wonderful if we could make that bigger, wouldn't it? If I give you still only 30 seconds, so you haven't got any longer time, is there any way we could make a bigger tower? What might make it easier to make a bigger tower with the same amount of time? How might, it, how might we get more bricks in the same amount of time? What might help her? Bigger bricks would be help. Yeah, I haven't got any bigger bricks. Is there anything else that we could do? Alex, can you think of anything? We could have different colours, but I'm not going to change that rule. It's still only red ones. What else? Sophie, have you got any ideas? We've got an idea. George. More people, up you come. And have a think between you how you might make it a bit quicker, because you've got more people, haven't you? What might help? Pouring them out. On you go, George. And then once you've poured them out, we'll start the time, okay? Then you can look for them, and it's still it's one power, only red. Perfect. Well done. Right, on your marks. Get set. Go. Let's do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. Do you want to put them all together? Shall we count them all? Let's take that one up and put George's on the top. George. Can you do the count? We'll count how high it is. So how many bricks high is that? 16. So we went from 3 to 16. So by having more people helping, it meant we had a much bigger tower. We went from 3 bricks to 16 bricks high tower. So Jesus said, when you're feeling tired, when you're weary, take my yoke upon you. Does anybody know what a yoke is? Apart from one inside an egg. A Norwegian joke. There's always one. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, it goes, it's a wooden long thing, isn't it? Oxen put it on the, their necks and they're able to work together to pull the plough. So Jesus is saying you don't need to struggle on your own. 
How many times do we end up just struggling away on our own? Beavering away. I've got a problem. I've got to sort it. I've got to do it all myself. And Jesus says, you don't need to. Don't get stressed. Come to me. I will share the load with you. We'll do it together. You're not on your own. We can do it together. When we work together with Jesus, we get a bigger tower. We get through our problems more easily. He helps us, whatever we are doing. So that's lesson number one. Take my yoke upon you. We don't need to do it on our own. In fact, we're stupid if we try and do it on our own. Jesus says, I'm here to do it with you. I want to go through life beside you, with you, supporting you. Lean on me. At times he takes a heavier load. We're hardly doing anything and Jesus is doing the bigger work. But he says, that's what I'm offering you. Take my yoke upon you. Then he goes on to say, learn from me. He says, I want you to learn from me. Because there's another meaning for a yoke. And the other meaning is this. I want to read something about rabbis. Rabbis were teachers in the Jewish tradition. And Jesus was a rabbi. He came as a Jewish teacher. He was also the son of God. But how people understood him in their day was as a rabbi. So he was telling people about God. And that was what rabbis did. And the the rabbis knew that the Bible needed to be interpreted. And they understood that their role in community was to study, meditate, discuss and pray. And then help people interpret the Bible. Helping people to understand what God is saying to them through the text and what it means to live out the text. Different rabbis had different sets of rules, which were really different lists of what they forbade and what they permitted. A rabbi's set of rules and lists was really that rabbi's interpretation of how to live the Torah. And that was called the rabbi's yoke. So when you followed a certain rabbi, you were following him because you felt that what he, his interpretation was the closest to what God intended through the scriptures. And when you followed that rabbi, you were taking up that rabbi's yoke. So there's another meaning in there about a yoke. Jesus is saying, I'm a rabbi and I'm teaching you and showing you what God means through his word. Learn from me. Take my yoke. And see in the way that I am living what it means to draw close to God and what God intends for our lives. So Jesus, in the way he lived, in what he did, in what he said, shows us all about God. In fact, one day his disciples were saying, we don't know who God is, we can't understand him. How on earth can we know God when he's so distant and unfathomable? And Jesus said, you know me. And because you know me, you know the Father. So again, it's good to use our mind and to struggle with interpreting the Bible. But Jesus says, actually, I can help you with that too. There's lots and lots of books and libraries you can go and read. And again, that's a useful exercise. But ultimately, it is Jesus who will show us the truth of Scripture. It is Jesus who shows us who God is. And if we listen to him, if we learn from him, he shows us how we can be with God. So take my yoke upon you. Let's do it together. Understand what I'm saying about God and learn from me. Lesson number two. We can see in Jesus what it means to be a child of God. And in that we find rest. 
because we follow, we follow our Saviour. And then finally, rest for your souls. I think that's what everyone, that's what I crave more than anything else. Rest for my souls. What does it mean to find rest in our lives? Might be slobbing in front of the television, might be a cheeky game of Candy Crush, might be a walk in the countryside, might be a swim. We all have to, what do you like to do to rest? You can tell me, it's fine. Sleep, that's a really good way to rest. Have you got an idea as well? When, when you're tired, absolutely. And this is, yeah, and actually sleep is really, really good and we don't get enough sleep. You're absolutely right. If we slept as much as we needed, we probably wouldn't feel so tired and weary. And sleep is a good thing. And we need to build rest into our lives. We read Genesis and we read about the, the start of creation and we have six days of God actively creating the world and then on the seventh day he rested. And we think, right, we work, we work, we work, we work, and then we rest. But that was what God did. What happened to the human beings? They were made on day six. So they came into being on day six. And on day seven they rested. And then they worked. So God worked for six days and then rested. But actually human beings were made, rested, and then worked. And God says, I want you to work from rest, not rest from work. But how on earth did we do that? We're going to watch a young woman speak to us for five minutes. And she's speaking to students, but we can all imagine ourselves into a student situation. And she's been speaking at a conference, and she's giving some helpful advice to say, build this into your life. Take this summer period to put into your life some disciplines of rest. And she's really good, so have a watch of this. Hello, I'm Miriam, and I work for Fusion, and I might have met you over some of the summer conferences, but I just wanted to talk to you today a little bit about rest. I wonder how you're doing today. As you're sitting here watching this, I wonder what's gone on already. How's work? How's uni? How's your schedule now that we're out of a field and into our everyday lives? And I wonder if for a moment I can just talk to you about stopping, breathing, noticing Jesus is still present. In fact, he's with you right now. And thinking again about what does it look like to be a person that rests with God and from that place does our everyday lives. In Psalm 23, you'll know it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. His goodness restores my soul. Have you noticed the Lord shepherding you recently? When was the last time you felt led to somewhere spacious, quiet, a place of rest with him? Did you know that God wants to make us lie down? He's actually a hands-on parent in how we do rest and retreating with him. So here's a quick question for you. When was the last time you rested? And I don't mean you sat in front of the telly and zoned out so that you could switch off from work. I don't mean vegging out or comfort eating, but you weren't really doing anything, so that counts. Actually, I'm talking about the kind of rest where you're more aware of the presence of God at the end of it than at the start. 
the kind of rest that restores your soul, not just means inactivity. So again, I ask you, when was the last time you actually rested with God? When did you last take space to breathe, to fix your eyes on Jesus and just say, I'm here, I'm yours, I'm available. It can be kind of hard to think about that moment, can't it? When we're in the middle of our everyday, when the to-do list is massive and people's attention is always kind of asking us for something and we just know we've got responsibilities. But the thing is, God rested even though he doesn't get tired. In fact, it's so important that we rest, that we take space with God to align ourselves to who God is and then who we are in relation to that. That weirdly, it's one of the Ten Commandments. The whole Sabbath day thing, it's tantamount to murder if we don't rest. So, are we doing it? In the middle of our schedules, are we taking space to remember who Jesus is? Now, perhaps you don't know where to start, so just to throw out a few ideas for you, stuff that I've experimented with in the everyday busyness. For example, when was the last time you sat with the scriptures and let the Holy Spirit nudge you into what he might be saying through them? You could even start with taking Psalm 23, reading it slowly, almost chewing it through, and then what if you rewrote it in your own words as a way to meditate on scripture? Or can you get in a car, get on a train, get on a bus and get out of your everyday context? How, how long will it take you to get out of high-rise and concrete? I wonder whether you, whether you can get yourself into creation. Can you go and focus on, I don't know, a forest, a field, the sea, some hills? Because creation is declaring the glory of God, if you get yourself out into the natural world, you will see more of God. You can fix your eyes on what he made that is shouting about him, and that can be a way to just remember who he is, to just rest in who he is. Maybe you've got a load of coffees booked in to catch up with mates. And yes, you could fill your life with more people, more stories, more problems and give more answers. But what if for a moment you just cancelled that coffee and instead you just had one with Jesus? What would it look like to sit with him? To hear from him first? To maybe write a letter to him and then write his response? How can you carve out space in your everyday to put God first to realign yourself with who he is so that actually what you do comes from who you are in him. I would love to see you next summer more in love with Jesus because of the way you've lived your everyday. I would love to see us energised when we show up and worship together because we're already full of the presence of God because we haven't waited for a pinnacle moment to encounter him but we've found God's spaces in the workplace in when we wake up in the morning, taking five minutes to breathe and arrive in our life, through to just doing a lap of the offices outside at lunch, just to remind yourself, hey God, I'm with you and I walk with you into my workspace. So when was the last time you rested? When was the last time you found a moment of stillness? You put down your phone, you actually turned it off because God's in control and you aren't the be all and end all of everyone's kind of point of contact. Put it on aeroplane mode. Take a moment. Invite Jesus into where you just are right now. And before you do anything, be with him. Be with him. So rest well. Find your space. And uh, maybe I'll see you again a little bit more relaxed into who God is in your everyday. Rest well.
relaxing into God, into relaxing in who we are. And in that, we find rest. I don't want to be the sort of person that takes two days and 17 hours to unwind when I go on holiday. I don't want to be the sort of person who is striving to find Jesus in my life because I haven't carved out that space. And I'm craving those moments rather than creating them in my day-to-day. I want to walk with Jesus every day of my life. I want to rest with him every day of my life. I want to relax into who God is and into who I am. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Do it with me. Learn from me. I will show you who God is. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light.